Welcome to another exciting episode of Cape Chronicles. Fenrir. So I think this issue opens up on Fenrir again in the conference room. Up in the upper left-hand panel, there's the little yellow narration box that says, Two hours after Fenrir fell asleep at their sister's bedside, they were called into a debriefing meeting. The next panel goes, and Agent Wing is facing away from Fenrir, uh, hands behind his back. That's a very interesting day that you've had, Fen. I'm sorry that... Put you in that position. From all of our reports about the hospital, we assumed that they would be much more open to uh, conversation at that time, given the quick recovery that Remix had made. I would say, given the circumstances, you did a phenomenal job, and I appreciate all the hard work you've put in. Finn um, has changed into his civilian clothes, and... He still looks a little, little ragged, um, a little tired, and his skin's still a little paler than it should be. Um, you can definitely tell he's still recovering a bit, and he says, Okay, so, so many things, so many things about this team are just, are you sure we can do anything for them at all? Like, they feel like they are almost at the end of their ability to handle things as it is. Like, you you saw the aftermath of the scene, right? Royale went completely bonkers. One of the things that we can offer here at Aegis, and in this panel he's starting to turn around to you, a kind of firm look on his face, but not one that doesn't have a, any hints of compassion. There's still some, like... You know, the eyes are, you know, kind of kind and concerned, but just something that you've noticed about Agent Wing is that he tends to stay pretty stoic in a lot of situations. But you can tell that there's, like, at least some level of compassion just through his eyes. And he continues saying, One of the things that we can offer to them, not only the chance to make a difference with the resources that heroes need, but also be able to unpack and decompress. And I mean, you've seen our therapists here yourself with working through the issues of guilt that you feel about your sister and when you feel good. There'd be ample opportunities for them to actually get together, group, solo, to work through these issues. The news about... Royale is troubling, but much like our team was working to figure out a way to keep you and your sister together, we would be able to look into what's going on with Royale's powers as well, and maybe help her hone them to be not just from your reporting some sort of freak accident, but something that she would be able to control, to use, not some chaos. There's, that's not just it too. Look, before I left, when they were, 
interviewing they they weren't interrogating this crew doesn't know how to interrogate at all but when they were trying to get information out of these god i hate saying this these penguins um they mentioned sink labs and a doctor sloth does this does that make any sense to you like why is there another player that that is operating here and they're clearly entangled with um, the the amount of recognition on especially quasi-raptors face when when they mention that like this is not a coincidence thing we've been doing extensive espionage on sync labs for a long time we have been trying to find out as much as we can about them. I'm going to give you what I can for your clearance level. There's a lot of sensitive information involved, so I can't go in too much into it. What you need to know about Sync Labs and Dr. Sloth. Dr. Sloth was a scientist. He focused his the bulk of his work on initially the enhancement of humanoids with more apex predator genetics. Basically, they wanted to make a some sort of super soldier, and when they were denied funding, it appears that they did their research upon themselves. That sounds absolutely horrific. Unfortunately, in the mad scientist community that this world so openly harbors, it's not that uncommon. There are experimenters out there who have added limbs, added organs. When you get into the nitty-gritty of it, it's quite fucked up. Pardon my language. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so, what's next? Given your condition, we normally are much more relaxed about how often you go into the field. But... You do need to keep sharp, and it has been two weeks since your last set of rounds. I know you're not on tip-top strength, but we are going to require you to go out on patrols tonight. However, this is intended to be a more relaxed patrol, as we are going to be pairing you up with a new acquisition into the fold. You're going to be more focused on training, if we get any news of any kind of light incidents, that's where you're going to be sent. We don't want to overexert you. You're good at what you do. You're good at the at patrols. You're good at catching things and squashing them before they become an issue where we need to call in any bigger heavy hitters. It will be good for you to be able to show someone new the ropes, as it were. I am. Um, okay. Oh, okay. That's, um, yeah. Yeah. Why? <sighs> Man. Um, yeah. As long as we're not trying to tackle anything crazy and they're not like super reckless or anything. Cause I, I don't, have a lot of juice at the moment. They are... 
It's not that they're reckless. They lack motivation. I feel this is going to serve two purposes, as they have a bit of a defiant streak in them. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, that's fine. When do I, when do I meet this person? Uh, they are on their way here as we speak. Their name is Maxine. Typically they go by Max on the field. And you see he checks into a little file folder that he had on the table and looks down. They go by Reset for their code name. Okay, okay. And uh, Fenrir kind of stops for a second, and uh, he looks like he's trying to, like, summon up the courage to ask something. And finally, he just takes, like, a big shaky breath, and he goes, Um, Agent Wing, um, have you guys made any progress at all? Is there any, like, not just with my sister's condition, but where we came from in the first place? Like, has there been any any developments at all? You see he kind of looks at his uh, smartwatch that he's wearing. Hits a couple buttons on it, does some swiping. It looks like from the live report that I have right now. Uh, the last update was about an hour ago. Before that, it was about two and a half, essentially during the incident. We haven't had that much of an opportunity to see where the difference was in energy between you and your sister since your training had begun. It's been pretty even leveled. You've been doing what the scientists asked of you to keep, you know, a certain level of activity up just to be able to monitor how that tether behaves. Yeah, but this is the first time I've really, really pushed myself since, well, since what happened in Denver. Yes, and from the reports, uh, the scientists do have a lot of good readings that they're going to be able to extrapolate more theories upon based on where the two of you were at and what could actually, you know, go on with your connection and any sort of safe way that it can be severed. We're still doing the best we can looking into the nature of that relationship and where any possible cut point could be. I get that. I get that. I just, you know, these things, two teenage children don't just appear out of nowhere. And, and that's, that's, that's what happened to us. Like, uh, neither of us remember where we came from, any of our childhoods. 
we just showed up. Both of us, that's all we remember is being in Denver and, you know, living on the streets for a couple years. Like, I... I know you guys are doing the best you can. I know. But sometimes it just gets so frustrating to not have any answers. You guys are supposed to be the best. Finn? Are you familiar with sports at all? Have you followed any since your memories of where you came from came back? I mean, kind of. We've... I've seen it on TV. We'll say, we'll take basketball, for instance. Uh, Down in Los Angeles, there's a team called the Lakers. They've got somebody on the team who's been regarded in recent memory as being, you know, the best of a generation. They didn't get to be the best just by natural talent. They got to that point by hard work and constant practice and a focus. It's one thing to be regarded as the best, but being the best is also constantly learning, constantly pushing yourself to find out the things you didn't know. And that's kind of where we're at right now. We don't have too many people who have been familiar with situations such as yours. But right now we're in a place of constantly learning about what your powers do, what your powers are, where their limits are. And part of that is tracing the origins of where they come from. It is much easier to assess a power set than to trace its origin. Yeah, I mean, that makes that makes sense. It does. I, I personally feel we may be able to find a way to sever the unfortunate aspect of your connection with your sister before we will learn any sort of origin point. There's also concern, and I'm telling you this because I think it's important that you know in discussions with the doctors and scientists who have been monitoring the both of you, there has been the hypothesis that has come up that a potential severing could lead to the vanishing of both of you. As I said, we don't understand the nature and the origin of your powers exactly yet. And until we can take that theory off of the table, it's still a concern. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to, um, I'm going to go suit up and wait for this person. Um, and he gets up and as he, as he gets up and gets ready to move, uh, out, he stops at the door and he looks back and he says, if it comes down to a choice between one of us, you know how I stand. And he walks out. Yeah, I think you kind of see him, like, nod to you as you do that. And as you turn and open the door, uh, you see about a four-foot-two young girl with a greasy, not-really-washed, shoulder-length hair. Um kind of like raggedy looking clothes on not looking up at at you but rather looking down at their uh the ds that they have in their hand one of the old chunky ds's not even like lifting a head up to you it's like are you the suit that i'm supposed to hang out with today oh um hi you are max right yeah, 
yeah, I'm, I'm Max. Are you, are we ready to go or what are we doing? Um, yeah, let me, let me suit up. I'm Fenrir, by the way. Um, do you have a suit or is, 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 is that what you're going to go out in? Is there a problem with what I'm wearing? No, 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 there's not. I just uh, didn't know. Some of us, you know, try to, well, the suit thing is just kind of a uniform. You know how it is, like, so. I'll get dressed whenever I need to. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, um, yeah, I'll be back in just a few minutes. And I think as you start to walk away, like, the panel just kind of shows, like, Fenrir's face as they're like walking out of the frame and there's like the uh the sound bubbles of clack clack and as Fenrir in the next panel like turns behind them uh you see Max is following you not even looking up just still playing on their DS but just like falling behind and I think you hear quietly in the next panel, them kind of just saying, seemingly to themselves, like, I can't believe we're paired up with another lame ass. And there's a thought bubble from Fenrir going, I'm going to kill Agent Wing. <laughs> uh, yeah, they follow you to your uh, quarters to get suited up. Yeah, and, and, and I do pretty quickly. It doesn't, doesn't really take me very long. <sighs> hey everybody, it's your Uncle Cliff here, hoping the holidays treated you just as well as you deserve. Not saying that as a dig, I realized after I said it, that sounded pretty rude. Anyway, time for some shoutouts. First off, I'd like to shout out our lovely, amazing guest, Maeve, who, as usual, has just been a ton of fun to work with, and this episode was just really fun and great to get to do. Uh, Maeve first appeared for Project Derailed in Fables Around the Table Brass, and she's part of the Third Floor Wars streaming game. Visit twitch.tv slash thirdfloorwars, all spelled out. Also, look out for Foxtail, spelled T-A-L-E, games podcasts on all your favorite podcatchers. The trailer for Season 1 is available now, and the first session of Rotting on the Vine using the system Curse of the House of Rookwood will be available January 25th. Subsequent episodes will be coming out every two weeks after. Be sure to check it out. Follow Maeve on Twitter at jfox1180 and at foxtail, T-A-L-E, Games Pod. Also, there's me, Cliff. I'm the GM of Cape Chronicles. I'm an occasional player in Fables Around the Table, and I'm currently playing Wally in Fables Greetings from Hell. I'm an even more occasional guest on Tales of the Voidfarer, playing the turtle artificer Squeedy. I'm also part of the Nerdcore Hip Hop Duo 2D6. We rap about anime, video games, and the existential dread of being a content creator. You can follow me on social medias I don't really use all that much. On Twitter and Insta, at TheComicSads, at Cape Chronicles on Twitter, at Cape Chronicles Podcast on Insta, Cape Chronicles and Mass Actual Play Podcast on Facebook, and at 2D6 Music on all social media. I'd like to give big thanks to Ukla the Mock for their song Superpowers for our intro theme from the album Super, Super Secret. Superpowers was written by Rand Balavia and Adam English and performed by Ukla the Mock. Check them out on Bandcamp 
uklavamoth.bandcamp.com and on Twitter at actuallyukla. And if you enjoy this show, check out some of Project Derail's other shows, like Fables Around the Table, Cosmere and Coffee, It's All Been Done, a Know Nothing Bare Naked Ladies podcast, and any nominated Tales of the Voidfarer. If you really like our shows, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash projectderailed. A single tier of $5 a month gets you access to special Patreon-only Discord channels, extended Q&A retrospective episodes, and a monthly show featuring Nick, Fiona, Chelsea, and Tom called Off the Rails. Speaking of the Discord, visit projectderailed.com slash Discord to join our Discord. You can interact with cast and fans, talk about art and bugs, and which burrito chain is the best. We all know it's hotheads. It's not Chipotle, Fiona. It is not Chipotle. We also have monthly hangouts where we get together and shoot the shit and try to get me to break while I interact with customers at my day job. It's super fun. Anyway, thank you all for listening. You all are lovely people, and we are so thankful for all the support you give us. Now, let's get back to the show. What time of day is it now, or night, or whatever? Uh, I'd say by the time that you get to uh, your first point on your rounds, uh, it's probably about 10.30 at night. Okay. Okay, yeah, so they get there. I don't think Fenrir's really tried to talk too much. Like, he's... He's kind of let them have their their space, um, mm-hmm. but when they get to their first point, he uh, kind of stretches a little bit and he goes, "All right, so really, well, I mean, what I do is just kind of like I like to keep a, a lookout sort of above everything, so that I can you know get get around quicker. Like it's much easier to go from the rooftops." As stereotypical as that is, and it is trying to go through the streets, um, mm-hmm. you avoid rush hour traffic and all that that way. But um, yeah, most of it is just kind of waiting to hear from the communicator if anything's going on. And this is Halcyon City, so there's always something going on. There's always some ridiculous villain doing ridiculous things. Uh, and go ahead and describe to me what the uh, what it looks like at your uh, first checkpoint on your rounds. Um, I think it's like that typical like top of a of a um, apartment building with like the steam vent from you know uh, coming up, and um, it's got a good view of like the the major park in Halcyon City. Um, and then, you know, you can turn the other way and you can kind of see, like, the downtown block. Um, it's not in a great part of the city, but it's not, like, the slums yet. And it just gives him a good vantage point. It even has a little ledge that he can kind of, like, step out on and do his little, like, superhero brooding. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, as you're talking and you kind of look over at Max... Uh, you see them just kind of like laying at the edge of the building, their head like dangling off and their arms holding the DS. So they're still looking at it properly, but it's like upside down from your perspective. And they just kind of give this like, uh-huh. Um, no fear of heights, huh? 
Not really. Not when you can do what I can do. Speaking of what can you do, what is what is your what is your powers? Whatever I want, really. What's your deal? Hmm. He uh he says it's probably easier to show you. And then he steps back into the shadow of um one of the like rooftop chimneys and pops out from a different shadow uh, on the other side of the building. And he said that's the that's the basics of it, but there's some other stuff too. As you're looking at her as you do your shadow teleporting, um, you notice that she has not looked up at you at all to see this, but says, Oh, so you can teleport. That's that's a cool power, I guess. Yeah, he said, and if I need to, I also can do can use these. And I summon one of my um, shadow blades and says, but it's kind of a last resort thing as well. You know, they don't want us killing people and I don't know that I necessarily want to kill people. I mean, from what they tell me, killing people is just a lot of paperwork. I mean, there's that too, but you know. If we go around taking out every villain that there is, well, we'll be out of a job pretty quickly, right? But, like, isn't that the point? I mean, come on. Like, there's all these villains here, and you've got this force that's supposed to be protecting the people. Wouldn't protecting the people just be getting rid of the villains instead of letting them just be out to hurt people. So I don't know like that much, but since I, um, since I showed up, I've been doing a lot of research on this whole superhero thing. Um, and in the eighties, I think they tried that, but like what they found is for every supervillain you took down permanently, another one just showed up. There's something about something about this place that like they, you know, it just is a, is a never ending cycle. Supervillains create superheroes, which create supervillains. Um, I don't understand it. Like I said, I don't have a lot of reference for it. I don't, don't even really remember a whole lot, just whatever I've got. Ugh, boring. <laughs> uh. Well, hopefully we'll get a hit here soon. So you said you pretty much can do whatever you want. What does that mean? It means that I do whatever I want. I'm only here because I choose to be. If I wanted to just be out doing whatever, I could do that. I don't have to play by the rules or wait for permission for people. I just, I do what I need to do to make it to tomorrow. Okay. So I guess I should reframe the question. Why are you here then? You see, it's quiet for a minute. And, uh, after a couple minutes, like you start seeing like some furious button mashing and just like, fuck. All right. You win. Um, I'm here because it's easy. I'm here because I don't have to think. I don't have to worry about where I'm going to sleep tonight. I don't have to worry about where my next meal is going to come from. 
I don't have to worry about any of that. These knuckleheads point me in a direction, I beat up some jack-off, and then I get to have dinner and go to sleep. Hmm. You know, I understand that. I, I, I really do. When my sister and I um, came to Aegis, and, and not necessarily voluntarily, that was, that was it, too. Like, it was, a, it, it was safety when we had never really had safety. It was kind of a peace of mind to some degree. So I get you. Um, yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Fen, go ahead and give me a pierce the mask roll. Okay, what stat is that? Uh, that's going to be plus mundane. Oh, that's a three. <laughs> <laughs> I think that for the first time, uh, they actually pull down their DS from in front of their face kind of look at you and you're not sure what kind of look it is it, their expression just seems kind of blank for the most part but you almost get the hint of like some kind of crack in the shell before they tighten back up and put the ds back in front of their face it's like huh winnipeg the loser like you having sibling yeah, um, I do actually. She's she's back at Aegis. She's um, she's not well, and that's the deal. They're helping her. I'm helping them. Um, I take care of little small things. I'm still freaking learning this whole superhero business, but yeah, that's the that's the deal. They take care of my sister. I do this. Speaking of this, there should be something any time. Holy cow. Like, it's unusual to, to wait this long, especially right here. There's so much money nearby. The supervillains love that mess. Yeah, I think as you say that, you can kind of hear down from the ground a uh, just a shout yell out, Help! Help! They stole my purse! And the familiar sound of feet running. Well, uh, we're on. Can you get down from the building with your powers or you need to teleport? I'm fine. And you see them just kind of like roll, like kind of like kick their feet up and just roll as they start to fall off the building. What the fuck? And he'll teleport down. Yeah, you teleport down, uh, ready to kind of catch them. And you can see from their DS this, like, oily black substance starts, like, coming out of it and just kind of, like, creeping all over their body. And you can kind of see, like, the... DS kind of like start absorbing into it as well. And those DSs were pretty chunky when they first came out. And you can see like over the outside of this black substance that's at this point quickly covered their entire body. Like 
almost what looks like body armor in that same color of the DS, the old DS gray, just starts like forming up around it. And you see like kind of the dual screens sort of like take shape over the eyes. And they just drop right next to you and land in the uh, superhero pose, the three point stance. That is weird and super cool. And then he kind of turns around to assess the, simu the situation. Like, yeah. I have a job to do. Absolutely. Go ahead and roll plus superior. Well, that time we got an eight. All right. So you can ask one from the list of what here can I use to blank? What here is the biggest threat? What here is in the greatest danger? Who here is the most vulnerable to me? Or how could we best end this quickly? Let's go with... What here is the greatest danger? Or what here is in the greatest danger? As you're looking around, you see just some random person in, like, a black hoodie, black pants, uh, some, like, New Balance shoes running away with this purse and the woman who had it stolen from, you know, just screaming. She's kind of just like, it looks like she is coming from the downtown area and, you know, wearing like this, like light pink power suit. Uh, you know, long auburn hair and just very much like, arms up over her chest, just kind of shrieking about just being robbed. And as you're looking at the mugger, you can just kind of, you can tell he's not a super. It's just somebody stealing something. Given your abilities and what you can kind of see out of Max, it looks like this person who did the mugging is in the greatest danger from the two of you right now. <laughs> they're not gonna, they're like, to an average person, they might be a threat, but you've got superpowers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I'll look over at Max for a second and I'll say, all right, do you want to help the victim or take down the mugger safely? And I emphasize safely. She just kind of, you can feel through the mask armor. Not sure really what to call it. Max rolling their eyes and just saying, whatever, dad. And just kind of like shoots after the, after the mugger. And Finn will just kind of look at her and be like, dad, I'm like, three or four years older than you, what? And run up to the victim. Uh, Ma'am, are you all right? Did they, did you get hurt? No, no, they, they, stole, they stole my purse. It had everything in it. It had, it had my phone, had my wallet. I, I feel so violated. This has never happened before. The city's going to shit. All right, so my partner's on it. Uh, we'll have your purse back to you as, as soon as you can. No problem. Uh, we got this. And then I look down to see what Max is doing. Uh, you see they have caught up to the mugger. 
these four additional tendrils have like come out of their suit and each tendril is holding a limb of the person so you know each arm and leg is being held by a tendril and you just see them like doing these wild haymaker body shots to the mugger and just saying you don't steal from people who can't protect themselves um yeah one one sec and i'm going to like pop over to uh max and the the mugger um everything good here we're fine all, all right uh how does the mugger look at the moment oh he's not looking great he's looking very very beat up uh you can you can see he's coughing up a bit of blood i'll uh grab the purse look at the mugger and say i hope you've learned your lesson and stride back over to the victim trying very hard to like keep my cool like oh my god this is it it's happening again and i think like as you hand the uh woman her purse back you kind of catch out of the corner of your eye the mugger just kind of being tossed and flying over your shoulder to the right of you and just like hits the open lids of a dumpster falls into it and the lids kind of like slam closed on top of it and you see reset walking over just kind of like doing the brushing their hands together like brushing the dust off it's like all right what next boss oh we definitely got to find you someone more resilient to beat up on um and i'll uh use my communicator to send a a text to 911 that there's a person possibly bleeding to death in a dumpster and set like a GPS ping or something like, all right, let's, um, let's get out of here to the next checkpoint and let's, um, let's hopefully find somebody that can take a couple hits. Um, and I'll look back at the dumpster and like for a second, I want to just go like check on him. And then I'm like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I, I, I don't want to know. Let's, let's just go. Let's just go. I think as you're saying, let's just go from closer to downtown. You hear just, you actually kind of feel it a split second before you hear it. This giant rumble in the city and a huge explosion. Okay. That's more like it. Let's let's get going. Let's see what this is. And uh, he he kind of grins back and he says, "I'm gonna assume you can keep up at this point." And he just steps into a shadow and bamps. Yeah, and I think the last pages of this issue, there's a 
big full color splash and it's just a very Times Square-esque downtown. A whole bunch of people running from the center of town, running past you as you appear, not very far behind you, those tendrils out, almost making reset run like some sort of, like, cheetah or some sort of other, like, fast four-legged animal almost like carrying her kind of like the uh the spider-man like iron spider arms yeah just like galloping across while they're still just kind of like looking forward and at the center of this like explosion you see uh, a a few different individuals there that while not so familiar to you, would be familiar to longtime readers. Uh, you see, you do recognize just a couple from security cam footage of the first mall incident. You see a big hulking suited man with an with a domino mask. Uh, you see an average sized person who is just kind of like swiping on a tablet. Uh, you see another person who seems to... They have a similar-looking gun to what was seen in, like, security footage from the mall, but it's much different, and they're just blasting it at different buildings, and just, instead of it turning to money, it's just looks like it's some sort of laser blaster that's just blowing shit up. Finra, as a last you know, parting shot on the page, we'll look over at Max and go, well, um, you wanted something interesting to happen, and I wanted to see what you could do, so here we go. Uh, I would like to also inform you that there are a few more people in this scene. Oh, no. <laughs> you see two individuals, a African-American man, and an Asian woman who are suited strikingly close to what Royale's outfit looks like. They look like they could just be right out of a, a deck of cards and also off kind of slightly away from the rest of them. A large person who looks reminiscent. They have these large fangs hanging out of their mouth. They look almost like a saber-toothed tiger in man form. Oh, boy. <laughs> throwing a car towards a group of innocents. And that's where we'll end our session. Yeah, everything's fine. It's all fine. It's it's great. Everything's great. <laughs> hey, we gotta end the season off with a bang. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, then. Hopefully yeah. the rest of the party... Fills in to the same spot. <laughs> Otherwise, I think, yeah, me and Max are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you see what Chelsea just wrote? Oh, I absolutely did. <laughs> I'm not going to cut this, uh, listeners. I just want to let you know that uh, our good friend Chelsea is in 
chat right now doing the call recording saying we're not fucking coming. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Ugh. So, uh, I will be a little loose with the definitions here since technically your team is Aegis and not necessarily the main party uh -huh. for the end of session moves. So, Fen, how are you feeling about your relationship with Aegis right now? I think I'm a little frustrated. Um, I have been doing what they want and they promised that things would get better. And so far, I keep doing what they want, but things aren't really getting better. So I think Fen is is a little frustrated. Like he he wanted to hear something positive, and all he got was sort of a runaround. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Wing stuck him with another like unpredictable wild woman. So <laughs> absolutely, that is definitely a decision. Who knows whether it's just because you were available or maybe Wing's thinking of, uh, you know, you need more practice with less than agreeable individuals. Who could say? Yeah, I think, um, I really think Fenrir, Fenrir is tracking towards, like, losing a little bit of confidence. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you don't mind, I am going to go ahead and mark Insecure. Absolutely. I, I think he's way over his head. Yeah. And so, how do you see yourself in relation to your team mechanically? Mm. Do you feel like you're... I don't, it doesn't sound like you've grown closer. No, but, no uh, I have not. Do you think you're growing into your own image or growing away from the team? I think I'm growing away from the team a little bit. All right. Um, well, you've definitely explained why you feel detached, huh? You have the ability right now to take influence away from somebody. Uh, I will say, even though they uh, they haven't acted like it, technically you are older than them, so you by default have influence over Max, but they don't have influence over you at this point. But I think somebody who does have influence over you is Agent Wing. Yeah, I think I think I'll take some influence away from. Agent Wing. Hell yeah. Not to say that I'm fully not trusting him. Like, I don't really have a choice still, but there's some suspicion there. For sure. Makes absolute sense. And I think we're going to end this off on a little stinger on the very last page after that splash panel. There is a silhouette looking out over the window the edges of them kind of lightly shown from the brightness of the explosion out of the window. You can see that they've got their uh, arms clasped behind their back, much like Agent Wing had earlier. But this suit, the tailoring of it, de it's definitely not Agent Wing. It just kind of zooms in as the panels go closer towards the end of the page. See, the person says in the very last panel, seems everything's going according to plan. Let's hope these people can finish the job this time. That wraps up this issue of Cape Chronicles. Cape Chronicles is powered by Masks, A New Generation. 
Mask was written by Brennan Conway and is published by Magpie Games. Visit magpiegames.com for more information on how you can create your own superhero stories in Halcyon City. Our theme song, Superpowers, was performed by Ukla the Mock and written by Rand Balavia and Adam English. Be sure to join us every first and third Wednesday for more superpowered stories and heroic hijinks. On behalf of Project Derailed, I'm your GM Cliff, and we'll see you next time. ProjectDerailed.com